What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to share these messages with your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. For those of you that continue to mail in your donations, thank you so much for your generosity. Your generosity helps us love more people, help more people, feed more people, and serve more people. Also, if you're not a giver yet, we're trying to ask people to meet the $10 challenge. If you appreciate some of our ministries that have really just impacted maybe your life or your family's life or your friend's life or the community, like counseling services or the food pantry ministry or something like that, then we're asking people who aren't givers yet maybe to send in just to meet the $10 challenge every week if you can. And that'll help us be the hands and feet of Jesus to this community. Also, if you're a local listener and you're looking to come back and worship with us live and in person, we want you to know that every single Sunday we have two services at 9.30 and 11.15 and both services have a full experience. They're wide open. We have cafe, we have kids church, we have nursery, we have a full worship experience live in person on Sundays at 9.30 and 11.15. So if you would like to join us, we would love to have you. Okay, sometimes life can absolutely catch you off guard and sometimes it's very, very difficult to connect the dots. Today we continue with our current series entitled Connecting the Dots and let me just explain that to you in this way. During certain seasons in our life, sometimes it's like we're only given some of the picture. It's like we're only given some of the picture with this situation, some of the picture with this storm, some of the picture with this choice that we need to make or this decision that we need to make, some of the picture with this relationship or some of the picture with this hurt or betrayal in our life. It's almost like we have this entire canvas, but just a few dots on that canvas and not the entire picture. And here's the issue for most of us. In the beginning, when we're trying to connect the dots, it takes us a while to figure things out. Sometimes in this life, when you and I go through things that are difficult and challenging, sometimes it takes us a while to figure out what's going on in our life and in our mind and in our heart and in our soul. Sometimes it takes us a while to figure out what's going on with this situation, this relationship, this picture, or about what my life is supposed to look like. But what happens in our life when the picture starts to become more clear? And when the picture starts to become more clear, that's when we realize that either, yes, this is going to look like what I thought it was going to look like and what I wanted to look like, or, uh-oh, this is not going to look like what I thought it was going to look like. And this situation, this picture, now that more of the dots are getting connected, it's not going to turn out the way that I thought. And it's not going to turn out the way that I wanted it to. In this picture, whatever it is in your life, deep down, you're starting to see that it's not going to look like the way that you thought. And maybe at first, when you first started to connect the dots, you thought that this would be a picture in your life of hope and peace and rest from exhaustion. But now that more of the dots are getting connected, you're starting to see that that's not what this is going to look like. And maybe it's not playing out for you that way. Maybe as you're starting to connect more of the dots, you're starting to see this is uncertain certain and this is not what I wanted. For instance, at the beginning of every single relationship in any type of relationship, whether it's a dating relationship, a marriage relationship, a friendship, a co-worker, whatever it is, you're only given a few dots in that situation, just a few dots. And many times when the relationship begins, we take those few dots and we start to fill in the rest of the dots and the rest of the blanks with all of these assumptions. And we make this relationship look like it's going to be the Mona Lisa. But what happens when more 
whenever the dots get revealed and we start to see more of the picture, many times that's when we realize that it's not what we thought it was going to be. For instance, if you don't know how someone copes with their anxiety, if you don't know how someone copes with their stress and sadness, then you really don't know them yet. And this would be a great example of connecting more of the dots as you go along. Last week we talked about this. If you don't know how someone argues and fights when they're angry, then you don't fully know them yet. And if you don't know how someone copes with their stress and depression and anxiety, then you really don't fully know them yet. And so sometimes it's okay to not create the final picture in your head, to not fill in the blanks with all of those assumptions, and just to let some of those dots play out. And so in this series, this is what I want us to do. I want us to learn how to connect the dots in our life in difficult situations, but sometimes I also want us to learn how to let some of these dots just play out. And sometimes this is why we have a hard time connecting so many of the dots in our life. This is why we have a hard time connecting some of the red flags that we see in our life. And let me just explain that to you in this way. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. In my life, so many times, I have painfully gotten these two things mixed up and confused, and this is what they are, and notice this today, what I want versus what I value. Sometimes what I want and sometimes what I value are the same thing, but sometimes they're in direct conflict with each other. Sometimes what you want right now will not help you accomplish what you value later on down the road. For instance, I want to eat fried food every single day, but I value living older than 70 years old. I want to give in to every single temptation that comes my way, but I value my story and my faith and my character and my reputation and my relationships. I want to be selfish, but I value value serving people. I value loving people. I value having healthful, peaceful relationships. And so sometimes what I want right now will not help me accomplish what I value later on down the road. This past weekend, I had to speak at a funeral. Three weeks ago, I did three funerals in one week. Over the past 25 years of preaching, I have had to speak at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of funerals. Funerals because of sickness, funerals because of disease, funerals because of tragedy, funerals because of bad choices, choices, and funerals just sometimes because of old age. And over the years, I've paid very close attention to what is said about the person that the funeral service is for. I pay very close attention to what is said about the person who's departed and went home to be with God. I've done funerals for all different types of people, people who are well-known and people that no one really knew. And I've never been to a funeral where talking about someone's success, wealth, looks, possessions, accolades, image, was more important and more valuable than talking about their heart, their character, their integrity, their love, their soul, their determination, and their faith. At the end of our life, our values are more valuable than our wants. Let me say that again. At the end of our life, our values should be more valuable than our temporary wants. And so it should make sense for us not to just live for our temporary wants, but to live for what we ultimately value in this life. So let me ask you a question. In this life, what do you want? And this is what I mean. What do you naturally want right now in your life and in your heart? What is it? And you think if I get it, it'll make me a little bit happier. Is it a new job? Is it a new relationship? Is it a different relationship? Is it a marriage? Is it a new marriage? Is it a lover? Is it a different lover? Is it more money, less debt, more stuff, more security, more pleasure, more fun? What is 
it that you keep convincing yourself that you need in order to feel fulfilled in this life. Many times, this is what we naturally want right now, and this is what we temporarily want right now, whatever we think it is. Now, compare that with what you really would like for people to say at your funeral when you pass away. Think about the one want, that it, that you think you need right now to make you happier. Compare that with what you ultimately want people to say about your life after you pass away. At your funeral, you don't necessarily want people to talk about how much money you had and spent, how successful you were, how much stuff that you had, how many dates that you had, how many uh, wild and crazy moments that you had in life. No, at the end of the day, you want people to talk about your values. You want people to remember you for your values. On that day, when people stand up to speak about you, you want them to talk about your love. You want them to talk about your forgiveness. You want them to talk about your patience and your kindness and your faith and your servanthood and how you made other people feel and your compassion and your empathy and your determination. That's what you value. That's not what you temporarily want. That's what you value. Now, here's the deal. Sooner or later down the road in your life, you're going to want to be remembered for your values and not your wants. Let me say that again. Sooner or later down the road in your life, you're going to want to be remembered for your values, and not just living for your wants, but in order to do that, then today, right now, you cannot just live for the surface and for the natural and for the temporary things that just come your way. No, we must start learning how to connect the dots in our life, and specifically today, we need to learn how to connect the dots between pursuing our wants and pursuing our values and how that's going to ultimately end, uh, cause our life to end up. Because, and remember this, if you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you, and this is very, very important. Living for your temporary wants will make sure that your life does not end up ultimately where you want. Let me say that again. Living for your temporary wants will absolutely make sure that your life one day does not ultimately end up where you want. Show me someone who can start connecting the dots between their temporary wants and their ultimate values. And once they see where that's leading their life, they make changes so they can accomplish their ultimate values. Then I will show you someone that's going to live with fewer regrets than most of the people that you know. But why do we have such a hard time changing directions? And that leads to another question. And I guess this is one of the most important questions that we need to focus on today. And so if you're still with me, me, Sam, still with you. What is missing in your life right now? What do you think it is? What is missing? Why can't we live for our values? Why do we have such a hard time making changes in our life and making those changes last? Now, before we answer that, I need to point something else out, and I want you to notice this if you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Most people live unhappy because they live unsatisfied. Ask yourself, why are you so unhappy all the time? What is it that you think you're missing? Start connecting the dots, and then answer that question by asking this question, what are you still searching for? Why are you so unhappy? Let's connect the dots. What are you still searching for? In this life, do you find yourself constantly still looking for something? Like deep down, you just feel unsettled and unsatisfied. It's like you get happy for a moment, but it doesn't stick. You get determined to change for a moment, but it doesn't stick. You get joyful for a moment, but it doesn't stick. Which leads me to another thought. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Notice this. Living unsatisfied makes you live unstable. When you constantly live unsatisfied, eventually, you'll lose friendships, love, people, trust. You'll lose opportunities. You'll lose happiness because your life, your commitment, and your emotions doesn't have 
consistency. You're devoted to changing your life for a moment, but that moment leaves you. You're devoted to this person for a moment, but that moment leaves you. You're devoted to your faith in your God for a moment, but those moments don't last. They leave you. Why is that? We live so unhappy because we live unsatisfied. And also, living unsatisfied can make you live a little bit unstable. Something else I want you to understand today is this. Notice this today. We love the results of change. We just don't love the demands of it. We would love better relationships. We would love better health. We would love better finances. We would love a stronger faith. We would love healthier emotions and habits, just not what it takes to get there. We would love a stronger mind. We would love a stronger spirit. We would love a stronger discipleship. We just don't love what it takes. We don't love the demands that it takes to get there. Why? Because something is missing. What are you missing? What is it? Why do we love the results of change, but not necessarily the demands of it? Notice this verse today. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still, the psalmist says, and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The psalmist says you have to be still. If you want to make some of these changes last in your life, then you need something that you're missing, and this is what it is. You need intimacy. You have to be still and focus on God. You can't do anything about the past, and you cannot change the future by worrying about the future. These are all distractions. So again, what do you have? What do you have is right now? But this is the one thing that our mind struggles to focus on. Our mind struggles to focus on the right now. And so we want change in our life. We love those results. But many times we don't love the demands that it takes to get there. And so what do we need to meet those demands and to make those changes last? What was the psalmist talking about? To be still and know that I'm God because that word know means to focus. It means to stop, to be still and focus focus on God. And so what's the one thing that we need in our life to make our changes last and get past all the distractions? This is what it is. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Notice this. It's simply focus, but not just the ability to focus. What we're talking about right here is the ability to stop and to focus on Jesus, to focus on God and your walk with God. And to do that, we need intimacy. But what does that mean? Because we hear that word in church all the time that we need to be intimate with God. But what does that really mean? Well, notice this definition. Intimacy is telling someone your thoughts and behaviors without the fear of judgment. That's the type of God that we have. That's worship. If you can picture this as worship in your head, it's going to your best friends and telling them your most painful secrets and they won't judge you. That's intimacy with God. God is love. He longs to be in an intimate, honest relationship with you. And I so spill your guts to him about whatever it is that you're going through, your thoughts, your fears, your stress, your anxieties, your worries, your mountains, your giants, your battles, your temptations. He can handle it. He loves you. He wants to hear your heart and he's never going to judge you for it. He just wants to set you free. Amen. He wants to heal your heart, your soul, your spirit, and your pain. Matthew chapter 28. Verses 1 through 6. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolling aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothes was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who is crucified, but he's not here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come, see where his body was laying. So Jesus lives, he dies, 
and then he's buried. And for the disciples, all they can do is do two things in their mind. Think about the past and how good it used to be and worry about the future because it's uncertain. The one thing they're not doing is focusing on God and right now. Their mind keeps going to the past. I wish I could go back. I wish life was the way it used to be. This disrupted our life and we have no idea what the future is going to hold. They're unhappy right now. They're unsatisfied right now and they're unstable. But then Jesus rises from the dead and everything changes. And then they focus their intimacy on Him and their life goes forward and they change the world. To be fully alive and to be fully human is to be many things all at once. We can be afraid and strong at the same time. We can be bold and scared at the same time. We can be courageous and weak at the same time. We can be honest and heartbroken at the same time. But the one thing we have to be, if we want changes to happen in our life and for those changes to last in our life, is we have to be focused. We have to be still enough to focus on God and be intimate with God. You can't do anything about the past and you can't control the future, but you do have right now. And our old way of thinking keeps going back to the past. It keeps regretting the past. It keeps worrying about the future. It keeps making excuses for our choices and our decisions and why we never meet these demands of change. So if you want your changes to last, all of that has to go. Put your past, put your worries, Put your excuses in the grave and focus on Jesus. The past, the future, the worry, the regret, it's all a distraction. And distracted people don't follow through. Distracted people don't learn how to connect the dots. And so if we want to be remembered ultimately for what we want, and what we want is to be remembered ultimately for our values, then today we have to start connecting the dots with our choices and decisions. And we can't just live for the temporary surface. We have to live for the ultimate one day. How do we want to be remembered? Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We absolutely love you. We cannot wait to see you back next week. We hope you have a wonderful week.